Welcome to the Enjoy Your Marriage podcast, where relationship expert and master coach Candace Toon helps you stop wondering if you married the wrong guy and start putting all of your energy toward having the marriage you imagined when you said, I do. Sup bees, it's Candace Toon, former marriage and family therapist turned master certified life coach. Welcome to the very first episode of my Enjoy Your Marriage podcast. I love love. I want all of you to have more of it, specifically in your marriage, especially when the love seems to have faded or dimmed as the years have gone on. So we're going to do that right away in this episode. I considered spending the first episode introducing myself and my background. I thought all about the exciting things I could tell you about the life-changing work I'm doing with my bees in the Defying Gravity Revolution. I contemplated explaining how we came to be the bees and what that means for us in the everyday of our marriages. We're still going to do all of that just not until episode two. Right now, in this moment, I want to give you something you really want. A quick, easy to understand insight about how you can create a noticeable shift in your marriage today by trying on the ideas I'm about to share. You see, I've been helping women with their marriages for a long time. Again, more about that in the next episode. But what I've come to see over and over again is that there are two main beliefs that hurt marriages and kill connection more than any others. Want to know what they are? I thought so. First, if he loved me then. And second, he's going to take care of me. Now I know, both of those thoughts sound lovely. Both are also pretty common. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't ever think them. I'm just saying that if those are the only things you're thinking, well, you might be headed for trouble. And here's why. First, let's take a look at if he loved me, he'd insert whatever. For me, that sentence typically ends in some version of, if he loved me, he'd prioritize things that are important to me. If he loved me, he'd take the kids out of the house so I can record my podcast. He'd know just how to carve out time for me to work on my goals and he'd hand that time to me on a silver platter at regular intervals without any prompting from me. It's so obvious, right? For you or for other people in your life, it might also sound something like, if he loved me, he wouldn't toss his t-shirt back in the drawer and mess up all of the shirts that I've been folding. If he loved me, he'd recycle or he'd turn off the lights. You get the idea. It seems so reasonable to believe things like that because quiet time, folded t-shirts, and recycling are all things that matter to me. My brain then, my brain then makes the extension, and hear me say, the extension that if quiet time is important to me and I'm important to him, then my quiet time should also be important to him, right? It seems logical. It even sounds like a math problem. Except, in my case, recycling and love for my wife aren't connected in my husband's brain. Neither are neatly kept drawers and love for my wife. Planned out free time and love for my wife aren't connected in his brain either. I know that sounds like a bummer. Believe me, I know. It would totally be easier if the way he naturally expresses love perfectly matched the ways I like to receive love. And his way of showing love and my preferred way of receiving it don't always match. I'm sure you've had this experience as well. Your version of love looks like him letting you sleep in or bringing you flowers or planning a surprise vacation like the one your sister's husband did or watching a movie with you, or being kind to your brother, or complimenting your meals, or being impressed with your parenting. The list can go on and on and on. 
And the truth still is, it's highly likely that the thing you want him to do and the love he has for you are not connected in his brain, no matter how connected they are in yours. Believing that they should be connected in his brain when they clearly aren't is only causing you unnecessary pain and you deserve better than that. I'm not saying that you just drop all expectations of him and get used to being disappointed all the time. No way, B. You deserve better than that too. So now what? Before we go there, let's review the second belief that's poisoning marriages all around the world. He's supposed to take care of me. I actually agree with this one. It's not unreasonable to enter into a marriage with the expectation that you'll witness each other's experiences and do what you can to make each other's lives easier and more enjoyable. Of course you want that. I want it for you. I also disagree with the idea that he's supposed to take care of you because he's not a mind reader. He can't possibly know everything you need. And even if he knew all of that at one time, it's pretty challenging for anyone to remember everything that you need, everything that they need, everything their boss needs and what the kids need and what the neighbors need and what their friends and moms and siblings. It's a lot to remember all of those needs. He's not going to be good at staying on top of all of it all of the time. Probably. You might be better at it than he is. You probably are. And that might not matter here because we're going for connection, not competition, right? He's going to take care of you a lot, most likely. Sometimes you'll notice that effort and sometimes you won't. That's a conversation for another episode. But for now, let's talk about what it's like when he doesn't take care of you. I've got the perfect story to illustrate. Our wedding anniversary, mine and my husband's, is in October. And we usually celebrate it as our family birthday. We take the kids on a trip and we have a grand time together. This year, we went to Las Vegas. Husband had been dying to go there. So we took the kids to the Tournament of Kings at Excalibur. We saw the Jabberwockies at MGM, and my husband actually got pulled out of the crowd to sing Sir Mix-a-Lot's Big Butts song. He didn't love that, but he played along like a sport. It was pretty fun. Anyway, there we were having lunch at a family-style Italian restaurant at Caesars Palace. Now, my husband gets mad points right off because he remembers that I hate family-style eating, and he asked me if I wanted to go somewhere else. So ding, ding, that's him taking care of me. I declined to go somewhere else, but not until I appreciated his gesture. We sit, we order, we eat. Husband later tells me that he ordered the chicken Parmesan because he knows I love it so much and thought I'd want to try it at this fancy place where they're certainly going to cook it probably better than most local restaurants back home. Aw, thanks, husband. How nice of him to order the meal that I wanted, right? Especially since it's family style, so that means he didn't get his preference. So nice. Except, I do not love chicken parmesan. I never have. I don't think I've ever ordered it even once in the 21 years that we've been together. I don't hate it, but I certainly don't love it. It's 100% not my favorite. So I could easily argue that he's not taking care of me. If he loved me, he'd know that I love chicken cordon bleu, not chicken parmesan. But all of that feels terrible to me to believe. And it might be embarrassing to him. He genuinely thought he was picking the meal that I liked. He got it wrong. Now I have a choice to make. I can feel bad because he got my meal wrong. I can make that mean he doesn't love me and that he can't take care of me effectively. It would be a totally valid route for me to take. 
I'm allowed to do that. And I also have the option to not make his flub up mean anything about him, about me, or about us. He messed up a detail. Now what? In moments like these, I like to call on lessons I've learned from my son's little league team. My son plays third base. He's supposed to catch the ball every single time it's thrown his way. Everyone knows that. He often catches it. And sometimes he doesn't. And you know what? When he, you know what happens when he doesn't? The guy in left field, his little teammate, runs up behind him as a backup just in case. If my son misses the ball, his teammate is right behind him to catch the throw that my son missed. Why? Because they are a team. They work together to make sure the ball doesn't get past them. They come together to keep the game flowing their way because it's their way. They aren't third base and left field. They are the red devils. They win and lose together. Marriages can be like that too. We expect that husband will learn things about us and then do things that show his love. We watch for him to take care of us. And if he doesn't follow through or he gets something wrong, we always have the option to run up behind him and catch that play to keep the game flowing your way because you are a team. I could have offended myself by making the chicken parmesan order mean that my husband doesn't know me, but why would I do that? I have lots of evidence that he does know me. I want on purpose to orient toward that evidence that he loves me and that he cares for me because that feels better to me. And when I'm feeling better, I'm so much more powerful in advocating for what I want and what I need. I still reminded him that it's chicken cordon bleu, not chicken parm. That's my favorite. Because I deserve what I like. We laughed about it. It was fine. I do deserve what I like and you do too. So that's why I reminded him. I know that I can still get what I need when he doesn't hand it to me. It's fine. I can do it and you can too. I suggest you remind your husband of what you'd like and need as often as you want to. If he gets it wrong or doesn't follow through, remind him gently like the backup player. Or, yeah, the backup player that comes to run up after third base. So remind him as often as you want to. Just make sure you're doing it with the assumption that he does love you and he wants to take care of you. Unless, of course, you believe you have a solid reason to think otherwise. And if that's the case... Let's get really, really curious about why you're sticking around with someone who doesn't know you or something to be cherished and loved and cared for. We'll talk more about that part later too, but for now, watch for places where you could be poisoning your marriage by waiting for him to take care of you. Make it easier on both of you by asking for what you need as often as possible and sometimes even going first to make your needs happen. Pay attention to where you're telling yourself that if he loved you, he'd fill in the blank and just remind yourself that you're, that his flubs are completely unrelated to how he feels about you or to his ability to care about you. And remind yourself that you are totally capable of caring for yourself in case he's not following through. And sometimes it's awesome for you to go first, getting your needs cared for. Choose courage, B. Keep on flying. We'll be back in the next episode. What's up, B? Have you grabbed my book yet? Wife on Purpose is your comprehensive guide on what to start doing today to create the exact marriage you'd love to live in. Head over to candacetune.com backslash resources, Candace with an I and Tune with an E to snag your free e-copy of Wife on Purpose. Happy reading! Happy reading!